All right, Cowards and Thieves. Stefan, Chip, thanks for being on, man. Hello. Thank you for having us. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited to have you guys. And we already kind of made the uh, official announcement early this week. And when this is posted, it'll be last week. But uh, welcome to Slightly Fuzz Records. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I, when, we, when we first started kind of talking, Stefan, I think I talked to you first. But I had, like, kicked around the idea of starting this label side of Slightly Fuzzed. Right. And I don't know. I don't know that I ever would have really pull the trigger or at least not for a while if it wasn't for you kind of like pushing me over that finish line. <laughs> yeah. You have something. You clearly have something. And you have this whole community of people that listen to music that's kind of like, I don't know, I think we fall more into your kind of music than we do a bunch of music uh that we would tour with or we would play with down here in Florida. So you're it's slightly fuzz records. I'm like, you know, you put out albums. You're like, not yet. I'm like, fuck, let's go. Yeah. What's well, what's well, funny is that like the slightly fuzz records name came because like I don't know. Do you know what Obscurus Vinyl is on Instagram? No. Not 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 yet. Now I do. You gotta check it out. It's fucking hilarious. It's Obscurus Vinyl, and they whoever runs this thing takes like old photos and kind of kind of like I do occasionally, and they make them into like these fifties era, like retro album oh, covers. Cool. And they're really fucking hilarious. I mean, they're like, they're crude, they're offensive, they're like really funny. It's all dicks and farts and all kinds yeah. of shit. And so I'm like, okay, they're called obscure as vinyl. So I'll, I'll be like kind of the stoner right. version of that. So it'll be like slightly fuzzed records. Like these records have been slightly fuzzed kind of. Oh, thing. Wow. oh nice. So like, it was like, <laughs> that was, that was in my mind. But even back then, even like eight months ago, people were like, Hey, so who's on slightly fuzz? Who you know? Can we send you a demo? Can you sign us? All this stuff like way back then, and I was like, maybe this was a mistake, you know. Oh, and wow. even when I would make like fake album covers, and they were ridiculous, and it will say like farts in the the cover or something, people would send me messages and be like, I can't find any information about this album. Can you can you That's send me a link or something? And I'm like, oh man, like. <laughs> so at, at a certain point, I actually like took the records part out of my username. Right. And, you know, and, and talking to a few label people on here on the podcast, I started to just kind of get like a feel for what they actually do Word. Right. and what it takes and, you know, what goes into it. And I'm like, well, maybe I could make it a label. That would be kind of cool and work with some bands. You know, I already have the podcast. I have these things. So w when you sent me the message, it was like it was kicking around in my head. But I'm like, at what point do I make it a reality and and which band and, you know, are they going to be nervous because I'm new to this and all that kind of stuff? And, and you made it so easy to get that rolling. You were just like, fuck it, let's do this, you know? Right. Yeah, no, it made a, a whole bunch of sense to me. But also, I, I guess I misinterpreted why it was called Slightly Fuzz. I just yeah. saw that you posted a lot of stoner rock shit and stoner doom shit and, you know, slow down tune shit and sometimes fast shit. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, and we play with fuzz pedals and everything we have is fuzz the fuck out one way yeah. or another. And I thought it was like, okay, well, they're fuzzy, but not yeah. super fuzzy. All right, cool. So I figured your podcast name <laughs> was relevant to the style of music in which we created. Yeah, it well, fit in my head. You're not, you're not wrong. But at the, at the time, it was just like it wasn't a real thing yet. And right. and I had talked to people about like, how do I start? What's the first step? So when you sent me that message and like, you know, asked if I wanted to check out some music and stuff, it was like, you, you weren't the first. I mean, you were like maybe the 10th at that point. And I was just yeah. like, this, this might work. Let's do it. And, and here we are. <laughs> right. Well, and you, uh, you know, we follow you and we'd see that you put up playlists all the time. And yeah. then we'd see that you tagged us in a playlist. Like, all right, we're going to listen to this shit. And again, if you're, a fan one way or another, or somehow you found out about our song, you probably listen to bands that sound similar to us. And that's why you would like it in the first place. Right. So in order to gauge what we are, it was like going through you was always an easy way. Well, and that's, it's funny that you bring that up because I, at one point you asked me about bands that were similar. Right. And I, I had such a hard time coming up with bands, honestly, because like there's so many, bands that could easily fit in like a very stoner rock category or desert rock category or stoner metal or doom even. And 
I, as soon as you asked me that, I was like, oh, I could probably come up with 10 bands for sure. And then as I started thinking about it, I, it was very hard. I could not come up with much. So like, how, how do you describe it to people? Because, <laughs> because to me, it, it, it walks the line be- between so many things. It's like, there's definitely like this punk yeah. edge to it. There's definitely elements of like metal and doom and stoner, but like, it doesn't, it's not easy. It's, it's not any one of those things that really walks the line between some of that stuff. Uh, I think it's different for everybody within the band, at least, mm-hmm. you know, some people like, I think of it as a pop band, you know, we're writing pop songs. Yeah. You told me that once on the phone, we were talking and, and you're like, you know, we have this punk band too. And we'll talk about that, but you, you looked at it as like a pop band. And I thought, I thought it was so funny because it's, it's heavier than half the stuff that's on the slightly mm-hmm. fuzz playlist. <laughs> right. Know? Yeah. I'm not, I don't know. I just think the melodies yeah. being catchy make it poppy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're, hard, we're a hard band to put in a box. Right? Yeah. Which is cool, but yeah. it's also extremely fucking difficult sometimes. Cause like when you're trying to find your identity, but not wanting to change shit up, yeah. it's like, I'm not going to be a fucking new metal band. We're not going to write yeah. new metal songs. No beef. You know what I mean? But like, that ain't me. So I can't go play shows with new metal bands. But also, like, I'm not going to change it up. Yeah. Well, that's why I think that's why I, I loved it so much. And, and I I put Luminous Doom on the playlist and stuff is because hey, I get I get tired of hearing like these like real kind of meandering light desert rock songs that are 12 minutes long and they're instrumental and they just kind of go through all this different stuff and it just lasts. So I'm bored. And then also at the same time, if I listen to like death metal or something, sometimes I'm like, calm down. All right. Yeah. Just calm down. <laughs> like, what are, you tra- what are you trying to prove here? And and you guys just kind of keep walking that line between it's catchy. I like catchy shit. You know, right. I like Queens of Stone Age and stuff. So it's like, it's got catchiness, but it's fucking heavy too. And it's like, that's what, that's what I loved about it is because I, I don't have to like pick. I can just be like, ah, oh, it's heavy and I can have fun with it. I can enjoy it and it's heavy, you know? Yeah. I think everything has to be super quick to us as well. A 12 minute song is too much for me. You guys are definitely not writing 12-minute songs. In fact, so some of your funny, songs are very short. It's funny that you like Doom because Luminous Doom's are a long song. It's like, and it's only like 345. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. when we're playing it, it, you know, and you get lost in it and you're stoned or whatever, you're like, shit, this thing forever. It's like, dude, it's only been 15 seconds. Huh. Yeah, that's hilarious because there are so many fucking songs in this genre that are 15 minutes, not 15 seconds. It's like, they're they're so long. Yeah, Big respect, but that's not us. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about that EP because the first first thing that I heard really was Bread and Circuses. And like I said, I I loved it. But uh, were you guys Cowards and Thieves first or No Coffin came first? Simultaneously. For the, for, sorry? Oh, I would say simultaneously they existed at the exact okay. same moment. Yeah. So we we didn't really introduce No Coffin, but you you also play in another band, punk band called No Coffin, correct? correct. Yeah. It's like Thrash, Thrash, Doom, Crossover, okay. a million other things. Again, yeah. same, same shit, but can't put, can't put in a box. Devil shit? Devil shit. <laughs> So was the was the idea to like make a more poppy quote unquote band than than No Coffin and, and call it Cowards and Thieves or what was the the beginning of of that? Uh, Cowards and Thieves is a band to give us um, space to write. Uh, no Coffin is just a relentless freight train where um, you know Cowards we have space like and like like Luminous perfect example you know we yeah. have time you know we're something that's like we don't have that benefit in No Coffin. Yeah. So you, I just saw a couple of days ago on your Bandcamp that you do have another EP on there that must must have came before Bread and Circuses. Yeah, that was like more so the demo, but yeah, it was an EP. That was a series of songs we wrote before we had a full blown band. You know, it was like okay, we got to do this. Let's go. Yeah. So I think we, I don't know, this is there. Do you, do you remember what year? What year was that 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 came out? The first that was nineteen. Okay, twenty nineteen. Yeah. How long have you guys been playing together? As a band or as individuals? 
you you two specifically i mean you, you're obviously in both bands so like yeah. you guys know each other for a while yeah since 2017 yeah since 2017 we've uh, just we've been bands together and then um since 2019 we've been in these bands together right okay so what what are some of the bands that you guys were into starting these bands like, i mean I, you know call them influences i guess on the music but like what what's the kind of shit that you like what do you, what what do you listen to uh the okay those are, those are two separate questions i would say um, yeah i think they are too yeah hit him with hit him with the inspirations guy oh there's a lot so i like heavy shit but i like shit that hits hard with drums i'm a drummer i play drums in no coffin i play guitar and i sing in this band um so i don't know i like 90s grunge music i like heavy hard-hitting drums uh, but I also like guitars to be tuned low as fuck, you know? So there's a standard tuning. You have E standard and everyone plays in that. And I'm like the whole fucking thing, bring it down and down and down and down again. Now that's standard. Now write pretty songs with that. Mm-hmm. So you get influences from like Alice in Chains to at the drive-in to what other shit do I say? Queens, old Queens. Very early Queens. That's my shit. Yeah. Yeah. What do you What do you hear in it? That's a That's a question to flip back to you. Well, well, that's the thing is it kind of like brings it back to what I was saying earlier was that when you asked me like, are there any other bands that you know sound like this or you would group in into this category? It was really difficult because like at one minute I I think I told you like the band Whores. Yeah. Okay. You know, and I think their category is like more like noise punk or I, I don't know what the fuck post punk is or whatever but like something like that but that's only like one element of cowards and thieves you know and i, I think i mentioned a, a doom band called fatima because yeah, okay. he, he has kind of like this like kind of kurt cobain scream on occasion and that's kind of something i picked out of the bread and circuses ep word but that's it like there is no other like yeah. similarity between you know you and fatima really it's just like these little elements throughout I had this band on here uh, a while back called Gristmill. Okay. They have like a similar style sometimes, but they don't do like kind of the, the catchier courses. <laughs> they don't have like the singing part, you know? So I hear elements of that kind of stuff, but it's really difficult for me to like find a band that's like all all around overall similar. Yeah. I think that's our I think that's our superpower. We can walk between worlds. Yeah. We can walk between a lot of worlds. Yeah. Yeah. So you put out this this collection of songs, and you said seventeen, or was it nineteen? Nineteen. Oh yeah, right. the first one, yeah. So then, when did Bread and Circuses come together? Um, immediately after. So we played our first show in September or August of nineteen. That album came out in July. Um, so you were you were kind of getting your shit together right before things shut down. Yeah. And you put oh, out, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, we'll get to that. Oh, we'll get to that. There's a timeline. Yeah. So our first show we played, we played two songs off Bread and Circuses. You know what I mean? And we ne- like will never be the band, not often the band that plays songs before they come out. But I guess that's not even true because we did it on the last record. We're doing it on this. Later we'll talk about that. But um, so we played two songs off that and then we played a bunch of other songs. So we were able to kind of like figure out where we wanted to go with them. And they didn't really change at all. So that was September. And by December, we were tracking drums for bread in, in a, like an old theater, the whole entire theater we had to ourselves. We set up on a stage and a bunch of room mics. And that's where the bones were built for that. And then that was December. And then by Jan- February, yeah, February, end of February that year. We played shows in January, and then uh, in end of February, we went on our first weekend run. So the idea was it's a new band. We're going to do three days. And then in the summer, we'll do 10 days to see how everyone likes it. And then by the end of the year, we do two weeks, and the next year, 30 or whatever. Wishful yeah. thinking. So we did it. Three days were great. And then like two weeks later, we had to cancel everything. Everything, yeah. Because the pandemic hit. But that gave us time. To, I mean, we had already finished tracking most of the guitars, and I just tidied up everything at my house before we sent it out. 
I didn't know what the, the phrase bread and circuses meant. I didn't know that was a thing. I had to look it up. Mm-hmm. Do you remember weird. what the what the story behind that, that phrase is? I don't remember exactly what, what all it means, but well, I felt I felt it was super fitting because of the pandemic. I don't yeah. think they titled that before the pandemic happened. Uh, if you feed them and distract them, yeah, then okay. they won't fight back. Sure. Yeah. And that's just the feeling that was captured at that particular time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like it, especially after like learning more about like the phrase, you know. At first right. I was like, why 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 bread circuses? It seems so random, but like it's it's apparently a phrase that I wasn't aware of, but it, it, yeah. it totally makes sense. Right. So, yeah. all right, the, uh, the the pandemic is happening. You have this EP, and you decided to do this, like, short film on the entire EP. Tell us about the, the film, because it, it's cool. I, I kind of finished watching it the other day, and it's it's a, quite the accomplishment for a, a band just putting out kind of their first EP. It's cool. Hey, thanks. Um I don't know if that was the original intent, but we had to do something because we had an album and there was a no no shows no shows no shows. Yeah. So I don't think any of us are particularly fans of making music videos. Making movies is really cool, <clears throat> you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, I don't know. That was kind of a weird decision that just kind of like you know we spitball stuff back and forth and then. Chip's brilliant. He'll do storylines for every single thing. Cause like you can't, there has to be a story behind it. Otherwise you're just wasting everyone's time. So, all right. So we're going to take this and we're going to make a music video for every single one. Okay. We'll make a music video. Well, fuck it. Why don't we just make a whole coherent movie, a short film. It ended up being like 18 minutes. Yeah. Um, it's every single song. Um, every single video was like storyboarded and had scripts written, even though there's no dialogue. So it was like eight pages per of like, all right, well, here's how we're going to block this. and that. Because there's a pandemic. So, oh, you don't feel good? You have a cold? I can't see you for two weeks. So we're going to do all this pre-production. So when I get you, we filmed videos before people ended up getting down here to film them. So yeah. we filmed stuff twice where we're like blocking and seeing how it would go. And you guys filmed it all yourselves? Yeah. We had, um, we had a photographer named Chris Shoemaker. He goes by Slim Photos. Um, he came and he ran camera for us and he had ended up, uh, editing a few of them on there. I think, uh, better off dead. Keith killed Did me. you have any like experience making films and stuff in, in the past or Chris is a concert photographer. Um, so he's, he's put together reels and stuff for, uh, like big tours. So he was a uh, best person to have on that team. Yeah. But you, but you guys, like, you didn't have any experience, like, storyboarding and, and creating these kind of things, filming, editing, anything like that going into it? Yeah, not specifically. Yeah. No. I mean, it was, you know, I mean, the occasional live tour footage video, but nothing with actual no. story or, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, I just remember, like, I, I, in, like, high school, we, we got tasked with, like, some video project or something like that. So we, like, filmed a music video. I think we did a couple different ones. And... We went out to like a cemetery and like filmed in there. We found like an abandoned like building and we'd like film stuff in there. And, you know, we just we had a big party one night and filmed stuff there. And then we got went back to school and we chopped it all up and put stuff in together. And then we shot like B-roll of like close ups of the guitars and the drums okay. and all that stuff. And so like it was a blast. I mean, I it almost made me want to be like what, a video, what videographer. Song, what song did you do it for? Uh, <laughs> I, I remember specifically we did Dyer's Eve by Metallica as one of them. And then we did People Are Strange by The Doors. Oh, okay. They could not be more different. I mean, very like, high one was like, you know, fire and flames and cemetery and tombstones. And like the People Are Strange, like we just went around like filming weird stuff around the school, like weird things going on and weird people and just like weirding people out. And it was hilarious. It was really fun. And I, th- I think we had so much footage by the end of it. We just looped People Are Strange twice. And oh, my God. <laughs> It was awesome, but it made me want to like do that, you know, like make videos and stuff. I was just wondering if you guys had any experience doing stuff. I think there was a weird itch because of the pandemic. So you're locked inside of your house. The pandemic is still going on too. It's weird. It's, we're not post pandemic. We're post people giving a shit about the pandemic. I feel like that's for sure. Yeah. But uh, 
so you're locked away in your house for two for a month, right? Yeah. What do you do? You record yeah. albums and then you have to have downtime. And what's your downtime? I'm gonna watch or, or you start or you start a podcast, you know? Yeah, yeah. So for me, it was I'm gonna watch every B, C, and D horror movie that's available online. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh well, that's cool. So then I'm starting to look at shit like a weirdo. I'm like, well, that's a good shot. I'll be like, man, look at that. Like, look, I'll rewind everything. I'd run stuff by him. What do you think of this shot? There's certain things, and he would do the same to me. And again, everything would come down to a story. So it's like, you're going to do a video, you got to have a story behind it. Now we have to block it. Now we have to direct it. You have to do all that stuff. It was a fun little task. Yeah. Yeah, it's very cool. And uh, it's ambitious, you know. And, And I think a lot of people got really creative, you know, through the pandemic. And like I said, like starting the podcast, it's like, you just felt like the need to do something more than sit around and absolutely yeah. a lot of cool stuff came out of it at least you know yeah you probably got to meet a lot of people that's for sure i mean yeah. I, like i would have never imagined doing any of this stuff two years ago it wouldn't Boy, have even been in, in the back of my mind you know yeah it was like uh the perfect place for everyone everyone was like it's a level playing field it's like nah, not really but Everyone has enough downtime to kind of refine their craft and really take it somewhere if they want to. Yeah. Yeah. So did you spend a lot of time at that point, like working on more material? When did you start writing more music or were you just pretty focused on, on the CP and the the film? Hmm. Stand by. Well, no, (laughs) um, a lot of times songs are, songs are weird. So you could chip away at something all day, but I feel like if you know, you can put something on hold and you can chip away at it. And I'm not the guy that wants to chip away at it. Um, so a song will like, something will inspire me and then I'll have a song 15 minutes later. And I was like, oh, cool, cool, cool. There's that and set it there. So a few songs on some upcoming stuff was done during that, um, during the pandemic. Well, deep in the pandemic, 2020. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, there's a lot of focus on that. And we set deadlines for everything. So it's like, okay, you know, I'm going to edit this video within this movie. Essentially, they're all scenes at this point. And then we're going to do that. 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 Make it all work. Now make that whole entire thing coherent. But there's already a storyline for the entire movie and each individual film. And then meet your deadline. Right. So, I mean, once... once uh, I feel like once everyone watched the final cut, it was like, whew, "All right, let's get to, let's get to work." Yeah, which is and funny. Not, it worked. How do you how do you manage like no coffin in between all that? I mean, we you know they're two very different bands. Do you do you write a song and go, "This doesn't fit with this band," it goes with that one, or do you kind of take like a chunk of time and go, "This is coward and thieves time," and then that chunk over there will be no coffin time, or you know, a little bit of all that. Sounds about right, you know. Um, both bands really know who they are, so we don't really have any crossover songs. We're never like, oh, hey, let's hoard this on this side. Um, <laughs> I, I think we're, we're both bands have such a different identity that there really is no bleed over. And then, same thing with time, too. You know, both bands are so different that it's just we can do both, it's, it's not weird, you know. Yeah, I've seen you guys play a lot of shows recently with no coffin. I mean, is that just the way it's shaking out right now? Or are you planning on kind of like switching to Coward and Thieves time soon? Or like, how, how does that work, playing shows and stuff? Or or do you just book them both and say, fuck it, we'll play two, two oh, yeah, shows? No, we, we're, we're booking them. We're, hit, us, hit us up. We're booking everything. <laughs> yeah, We're always booking. You want that rock shit? We got you at Coward's. Yeah. You want that metal shit? We got you no coffee. Yeah. yeah. Book us, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, the two... The two you know, one washes the other. Yeah. So we were just on a tour for No Coffin, and that was awesome. But at our merch table, we had Coward stuff. And everyone that bought a No Coffin CD got a Coward CD for free. It's like, we want you to know about all of this because we want to come back here. We like touring. Yeah. We like being on the road. Part of the reason it was like we have to make a movie is because, okay, we have to bury ourselves in something because we can't get on the road. Right. And I don't know. We were able to do a lot of that um, film outside too, so it was okay, you know. Yeah, we yeah. had one day where everyone slept over at my house except you, and because they all live far up north, 
So everyone slept over at my house and we had to get up at 4 a.m. because we had to catch the sun coming up for a shot. And we had like already been there and everything and checked it out. I was like, okay, it's going to come up perfectly at 5.57. We need to be ready to go by 5.57. And I don't know. We were able to do a bunch of stuff. We yeah. you know, keep schedule and go out and be out and not just be locked up inside of a house. Right. What's the scene like in, in Florida? I mean, is there a, is it, is it punk? Is it metal? Is it, you know, what's going on? It's everything. Here? Yeah, Florida's full of everything, you know. And even if you, every every city's different, every city's the same. Um, every city's active, so yeah. it, it's an interesting place for sure. Um, there's like regional scenes, and there's also um, like arterial roads of bands that you know you can travel up I ninety five and hit a bunch of different cities. So Florida's a weird fucking state, music wise. So really we know it's a weird fucking level. state, all right? We, yeah. are, we already know it's a weird fucking state. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best. I'm from Illinois, and I moved here like nine years ago. Yeah? Best. Florida's the best. Lawless. <laughs> yeah. I, I've been there I've been there a couple times and at different stages of my life, but I, it was never like to go out and like see a show or like party, really. Where I drank you? a little bit. It was for like a work trip or something. I think it was in like yeah. Orlando or something. But I didn't, get to, I didn't get to like have too much fun. I think we went to like an Orlando Magic game. <laughs> Sick. Yeah. The Amway Center. Yeah, I guess we we yeah. we had the Magic game, and then afterwards we went to like what's it called Downtown Disney or whatever, where there's a bunch yeah. of bars and shit, and we we got hammered there. But I, I was it was work, you know, I was there for work, so it wasn't like I went out to like a, a rock show and like. Got drunk there or anything. You missed out. You missed out in Orlando. Orlando's got fucking great spots. Yeah. Oh yeah. R.I.P. to a few venues that didn't make it through the yeah. pandemic. Uh, Soundbar was awesome. You would have loved Soundbar because you're from Illinois, so you like a, a club yeah. that's a club club, but not a massive club. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm from like a cornfield in Illinois, though. So no. like, you're you from know. Rockford, right? No, I'm not. I'm not from Rockford originally. I'm from like a really, really small town you know, closer to Iowa. And then yeah. I went to college near Chicago, met my girlfriend. We moved to, well, we moved to Austin, Texas first and then back to Rockford. So uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got cheap truck out there. Exactly. What's, Home your, cheap what's your uh, favorite kind of corn? <laughs> I like the, uh, what's it called? The, the yellow and the yellow and white corn. I oh, right. the name. Good yeah. choice. Good choice. Yeah. Good choice. We're going to hang up otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, Orlando's got a really, really good scene. There's one block. What is it? Mills Road? I don't want to get it wrong. Don't at me. Mills Avenue. You know, Mills something. Y'all got it going on up there. You can walk. I mean, you know, what's the saying? Throw a rock and you'll hit a musician. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if that's a real saying. I might have just made that up, but I can't think of it. (laughs) You also mentioned that... uh... The, the guy from Torch, you know the guy from Torch, he does something for you. Oh yeah, no, John Nunez. John Nunez plays guitar in Torch, and yeah. he reamped Bread and Circuses and mixed the whole thing. Oh okay, yeah. Who 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 is the guy that uh, runs the sh- the t shirt shop? <laughs> oh, that's that's Rick. That's Rick the drummer. Rick the drummer of Torch. Yeah, that's all of our shirts. Oh okay, all right. So so you have a connection to Torch in in, in both. All right. Yeah, with those two individuals, and they're yeah. they're awesome. Um, Prince Smith, uh, three hundred five is Rick. If you need anything printed, he's great. Um, <laughs> and then Sound Artillery Studios is John Nunez, and okay. he's incredible. And he's a pleasure to work with. I was telling somebody, I was like, no, I think that like the guy from Torch like mixed their album or something, and then I was like, oh, never mind, he he. He does their T-shirts. Never mind. But I guess I was. Yeah, you're, you're you're right twice. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. All right. And then Torch's sound guy did some new stuff for us. Ryan Haft. He plays in a band called Wrong. I don't know that one. Oh, they're a good one. Check them out. They're really good. They're on- I, 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 Ryan Haft sounds familiar, but I don't remember why. I don't know the band. I don't think. Right. No, he's incredible too. He mixed our new one, and we tracked drums at his studio. The Bull Studios, I believe they just relocated as well. I believe they're close to Wynwood in Miami. Right incredible, on. incredible engineer, incredible ear. 
incredibly easy to work with. He's fun. 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 <laughs> oh, he's he's a high on fire sound guy too. Oh, really? Yeah. That's pretty rad. Yeah. If you ever see him, he's got big giant hair. <laughs> so we you, you kind of, we've kind of mentioned it a couple times, so we might as well uh, just dive into it. What are you guys working on now? And uh, you know what's the, what's the plan this year for future and uh, for music? Well, we signed with you, and we partnered on putting out a new album. Yeah, dedicated to dead people. Um, we finished it a few months ago, and it was recorded by Peter Allen, who plays in a band called Palomino Blonde by myself mixed by Ryan Haft and mastered by Brad Boatwright audio siege in Portland. Um, you know, it's the next chapter. It's the next chapter. How does the, how does it differ in your opinion from bread and circuses? How has your sound evolved or, you know, your writing evolved or anything? I think everything's just evolved because of time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's louder. It's uh, it's less. There's less restraint on the record. I think uh, Bread and Circus is like a very restrained record. Where uh, dedicated, we kind of let the chains off a little bit. You know, the songs get a little heavier. The songs get a little darker. Um, songs get a little faster too on some parts. So you know, it's a little, a little, a little more, a little more slack on the chain for this album. I think it's definitely heavier. Right. I mean, there, there's still that that you know pop element as as you would you would call it, but yeah. you know it's it's definitely a heavier record, I think. Cool, cool. I mean, there's that one acoustic song on it. I was gonna, I was just gonna say that. Yeah, I was just gonna say there is that that one song though, and that I won't, I won't give it, I won't give it away to anyone. I won't, I won't sing it for you or anything like that. But yeah. there is the, there's that. Yeah. No, I don't know. I feel like uh, bread was being written at the t- beginning. You know, it was like. Uh, that album started being written end or summer 2019. Um, and then things changed. And by the pandemic, most of that was already written. And it was like, oh, we'll tidy this up here. We'll do this here. We'll do this here. And then like Dedicated was like full-blown pandemic panic. But not even panic, just being like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah. This is crazy. Like I, I do audio and video for like corporate events and I was just like completely out of work. Yeah. Right. I'm able to do this. This is all I want to do anyways, but I'm a freelance. So like I don't get unemployment. I don't get anything like that. So I had to like tighten up the belt a lot and try to make stuff work the best that I can. And sometimes it becomes extremely stressful and then your anxiety grows so much. And then that's going to come out naturally in the songs that are written between mm-hmm. everyone. Everyone, everyone felt, I'm sure every single person in the world feels, feels the same way. No one's like, yo, this pandemic's been tremendous. <laughs> I've lost almost everything. Inflation. I got offended and had to walk out. Yeah. So it's like all that is naturally just going to come because there's no like themes other than reality. Yeah. You know? So I feel like everything just naturally evolved on its own into what it is. And then I always say that they're like Samson time albums. Once you're done with it, you can't change it. So it's like, well, there's that. That was that. So when I look back on something like the first album, the first EP that we put out, and I'm like, yeah, it's there. That's because that's there. I'm no longer that person anymore. We're no longer mm-hmm. those people. You know, we've grown. Whether yeah. uh, in frustration or in a healthy way, I don't know. It's got to be tricky as like a like a big band that has like songs you kind of have to play for fucking thirty years or whatever to to have to keep kind of going through that. Because I like I understand what you're saying. Like if I was a musician and I made something at this point in my life, and even five years down the road or mm-hmm. you know, two years down the road, I'd be like, eh, you know, I'm not really that anymore, or I've gotten better, or you know, my sounds change or whatever. I don't want to keep playing that thing. I I'm I like I'm on this right now. So like, you know, some of those big bands that have to play the same fucking set list for 30, 40 years, it's just got to turn into like this weird like yeah. job. 
at that Imagine point. writing a song about the worst day of your life and having to sing it every day for somebody. Yeah, Ooh. exactly. Yeah, some of those songs, you know, those are the ones that stick with people are those yeah. really like personal moments. But, but on and the other hand, but on the other, like you wrote the song about the worst day of your life, but if you have to play it for everyone, that means that you're a draw. That means that it is your job. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, poor them, you know, selling out crowds or whatever. But yeah. it's like, you think, Dave, still, Ro- it's you like, think Dave Rowe gets upset that he's got to play everyone? He's like, I think there's probably. I think there's probably a part of him that goes, can I take this out yet? And everyone's like, fuck no. And he's like, God damn it. Yeah. You haven't eclipsed it yet. Yeah. Maybe the next album. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't think he's mad about it. Dave Grohl specifically has so much shit going on that, I mean, I don't think he cares, but. No, that's the man right there. You know? Speaking of Dave Grohl, like, have you seen this stuff about his new movie? He's got a new movie out called Studio Six Six Six. Yeah, just a, just a trailer. It's just a trailer. It's in it's in theaters only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I see people arguing about it on on Twitter almost daily about either Dave Grohl sucks and fuck him and fuck this movie or like he's the man. I love it. I'm gonna go see it. We made a movie. That, that motherfucker ripped us off. Boom. Stupid ass Dave Grohl. <laughs> he oh, ripped you off. Ripped us off. <laughs> we made a movie first. Yeah, come out. <laughs> what you gonna do? Play drums. I, I'm I'm pretty sure that his movie has dialogue in it. I don't think we, we have. Ah, ours is called Studio Six Six Five. Yeah, his is, a, his is a sequel. Yeah, come out. Are you no, gonna go no. see Studio Six Six Six? Who else can we fight? I go see it. I mean, yeah, I, I that's, see it. Well, that's what I said. I said I'll go see it. I mean, shit. It's like it's a horror movie. Awesome. Yeah. It's got like rock and metal elements in it. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. There's like I think that um, like Bob Balk is in it from Fu Manchu and right. I don't know. There's a bunch of awesome shit to be like. Does I hope people do creative does it have shit. A good contract? I don't know. That sounds. I think it does. I think I'll that, look well, that up. I guess, but that would be really. Is it only Foo Fighter songs? No, dude. Quite the quite the contrary. He made like a thrash band. That's for this. So that's related that's to this. this? Yeah. Oh. We heard about and the it's last like, three weeks of our life makes sense now. It's yeah, like a pretty legit heavy song and like that's part of the soundtrack and i'm like i think this sounds awesome i mean like i don't i don't know i just didn't like understand all the hate towards dave girl specifically no, and this is coming from no someone way. that doesn't listen to the fucking foo fighters i don't no. i don't ever listen to the foo fighters no. but I, I think it sounds fucking rad as hell no hate at all that dude rips and that dude has worked his ass off so like that's a dude's <laughs> an inspiration you know what i mean think yeah. outside the box that dude is the king of reinvention one way or another he's done shit with everyone he don't need yeah. to do shit with anyone I mean, he's yeah. been successful like 15 different ways. And even if he just played drums on Songs for the Deaf, I'd say Dave Grohl's the fucking man. And that's like, that's like a low point in his career. And I'd say that that's like, you know, that's enough right there. And it's probably like the least significant part of his career. That's that dude's <laughs> best body of work. Yeah. What was Probot? Was that Probot? Probot was banging too. Yeah. Yeah. Probot, well, yeah. He, he beat the shit out of the drums on that Songs for the Deaf yeah. album. He can't fight them. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's your headline right there. Yo, I'm five. It's, I'm five five. That dude fucked me up. Bring it, bring, bring it. it. Show up. Let's sell tickets. Let's sell tickets. Play my garage. Yeah. <laughs> no, that dude. Dude rips. Um, I I heard the song. Come so, back down. No, we're starting Dave Cole beef. No. So somebody in North Carolina on a no coffin tour was like, "Do you hear this thrash metal song Dave Cole did?" I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay. So I was like listening to it. It's fucking long, man. What are you doing a four-minute thrash metal song? A, B, A, B, A, B, C, A, B, A, B. Like, you don't need to drop the fifth verse. Yeah. I got that much time. I got that much time in this cookout drive-thru. But he has the the skill to, Do it. almost as a, as a joke, make a, like a legit soundtrack like that just on a whim drums? you know it's like it's not even his that's not it's not even his job making music like that you know but you play drums on tenacious d's albums true yeah and and all the lead guitar i think he was the devil in the tenacious d movie and he was in the movie <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so yeah what's up dave bro play drums on our album chopper <laughs> but yeah we got an album coming out it's coming in through you we're gonna do um records lps LPs and CDs and 
t-shirts and all that stuff and then we're gonna hit the road yeah yeah i mean when we first started talking i don't know that vinyl was even on the table and we decided to go with vinyl so i'm pretty stoked no that was all you yeah and i like it i love it i appreciate it i'm like yo let's do some cds i got a cd printing shop in orlando let's do some cds you're like yeah cds sound cool and then the next day do cds really sell yeah here's the thing though and the reason i say that like i don't know what the vinyl community is like in thrash and and punk and all that kind of stuff i have no idea but i know that the people watching this listening to this they're all obsessed with vinyl so i hope everyone watching is uh it's gonna be stoked for it as well it's gonna be cool we're gonna do a pre-order we'll probably do a pre-order with a t-shirt and a cd as well yeah and then like, you can do individually items as well. But Let's play a song, huh? Yeah. Let's get people fired up. Cool. What song are you going to play? I'm going to play uh, Divine Rule. Cool. All right. We'll get to queued it up here. Aim it higher. And that was Cowards and Thieves with Divine Rule off of Dedicated to Dead People. This is 95.5 WVUM, The Keys to West Palm Beach. Nice. Next up, Everclear, Santa Monica. (laughs) Cue it. Very good. Hey, thank you for playing that. What did you think? I I think Divine Rule is one of my favorites off off the new 
EP. So yeah. What do you like about it? I I like that it's still got that kind of like singing element kind of in the background happening. And like I said, like the whole record is heavier, I think. And it, it still has that kind of element of like the two different styles of vocals kind of happening. Right. And uh, I don't know. I just think it's a it's a unique uh, way, you know, of, of the, the the vocals. I guess right. I don't know, but uh, I I love that. I think that it's it's your it's what I think of when I think of cowards and thieves, and, and okay. I think it's it's on display in that one. And I don't know. I just dig it. Sick. Good answer. We're gonna hang up otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pop song to me. It's a pop song. That's a pop song. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's a pop song. I like it. You know? Yeah. What can what can you tell us about Divine Rule? Anything special about it? Um. Oh, the drums. The drums kind of came out of nowhere. I had this idea for this shuffle, where it was just like a six eight waltz, but just pounding out. And Allie just went off on it. It was the coolest thing when I heard it. And then that kind of shaped the song a lot. It was like, oh, okay, now it's got a whole new life of its own. Um, I don't know. I don't you know. The song itself is, again, kind of just how it feels. You know, it's based yeah. on how everyone felt at the time, you know. Everyone, you, the more you see on TV, the more you believe it because it's in front of you and it's reported. You know, all you have to do is see it to believe it. I don't know. Just go out there. Go out there and see what's real. I don't know. <laughs> I like that it doesn't have like, I mean, I, I like like heavy, dark music, but I, it doesn't have like this dark sound to me. You know, like you, you're calling it a pop song, but like, Oh. Even even like that tempo of it, the drums and stuff, and and the singing and and that kind of stuff, like the combination of it takes like maybe this dark subject matter or like this like heavy song and like packages it in this like listenable way. You yeah. know what I mean? And I, and I feel like I feel like that's why. Kind of just go back to even what I was saying at the beginning was that like that's why I think Cowards and Thieves works in my mind is that like it's not just like angry dark heavy screaming whatever it's like yeah it's got that but it's packaged in this way that's like very digestible and i mean that in in the best kind of way you know what i mean it's like i i I dig i dig that i I like to have fun listening to music i've said that on this podcast before it's like i've gone through my phases of death metal and and like just straight up gory heavy shit and i find myself like just enjoying lighter funner music most of the time especially as i get older maybe um but what's nice about cowards and thieves and and divine rule is a good example of that is that like it's heavy but like i have fun listening to it regardless right (laughs) you know yeah it's a i think it's well written you know what i mean what what kind of songs are there good songs and everything else that's a good one i think (laughs) (laughs) so um that's not the the one that you guys are working on for like the the first signal. No. What are you planning for that? First single. Oh, uh, corrupt transmission. Yeah. And we're and you're you're doing a music video for it. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> we, we, are. we are. I just, we are. Uh, we're working on that. Just uh, don't have a deadline for that yet. That's right. our hesitation on uh, formally announcing it. Right. Yeah. Not trying to yeah. put you on the spot, but Yeah, we'll probably do one. Okay. Yeah. More than likely. <laughs> but that that's a um, similar low uh lyrics. Like this a similar what's the word I'm looking for? Theme? Yes. Um, yeah. A similar theme. Yeah. What what about the acoustic one? What's it called? White Picket fences, maybe. Is that what it's called? Yeah, white picket fences. Where did the idea for that one come from? Again, you know, feeling powerless, stuck inside of your house, and seeing the world melt on your television screen, and knowing that there's nothing you can do. Mm-hmm. 
not that there's any and and literally learning at least for me learning that there's nothing I can do anyways. Like even if the world wasn't shut down, the world wasn't crazy. I'm so small in the grand scheme of things. So uh, that song was about everybody that had something to say about things that were going on in 2020 and 2021, but that's all they had was things to say. So, you know, everyone's generally people that are listening to music and doing a bunch of stuff are kind of uh, generally safe. And the people that are out there are the ones risking it so that they're fighting for their cause. And then everyone, the Twitter people that are talking about Dave Grohl's movie can say it's a piece of shit. Yeah. Well, what did you do? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Well, so, people are going to have to wait to hear that one because right. that's not going to be played on the show and it's not going to be a music video, I don't think. So maybe. Just thought, just thought I would ask. It's an interesting one. It, it's such a, it's such a, like a, uh, what was the word I'm thinking of? But it's it's uh it's yeah, so you, different. You keep coming album. back to it. So that's really cool that you that that it stuck out to you that you keep coming back to it. So I'm glad like it stood on your memory. Yeah. yeah. All right. The the last thing we have to do, it's kind of becoming an a, a initiation for a new slightly fuzz record band, mm-hmm. is uh, a segment that I'm calling shitting, fucking, or playing. Okay. Oh. Okay. So I'm going to show you a, a few photos here, and you're going to tell me if this person is shitting, is he fucking, or is he playing an instrument? You take the first one, sir. He's playing an instrument. Playing an instrument. Final answer. We'll 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 uh, compare scores to Earl of Hell and see uh, who gets the slightly fuzz trophy here. He's playing, he's playing a Casio keyboard, but he's playing sticks on it. So oh, he's pooping. He's pooping. Yeah, <laughs> right. he might be playing a Casio keyboard. You don't know. You don't know. Yeah, wrong shirt. Deep V. That's a deep V cut. He's in a sticks cover band. Right, what else? What, what else we got? All right. Uh, all three. <laughs> I don't know. That's a solo face. She's ripping a guitar. You think so? Yeah. Two guitars. Yeah. Yo. Face face. I didn't say no, it's a guitar. A string instrument. That's a face. She's getting nasty with it. She's fucking hitting some grooves right there. Yeah. All three. It's a tricky one. I don't know. That's a drummer. That's a drummer shitting his pants. <laughs> While coming. Yeah. Okay. No. You don't know if it's a drummer or not. Uh, he's got he a guitar. Got Who is that? I don't know. <laughs> he's got that one. <laughs> Shout out to you, sir, in the yellow shirt. <laughs> Here's to you, yellow shirt guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel she's singing. Yeah, she's she's laying down group vocals right there. The chance. Singing. Oh yeah. Recording. She's fucking. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> that looks like a famous guy. Much beat sex, and I know him from sex things. <laughs> <laughs> That's who this guy is. That dude's playing maracas really, really, like, heavy. <laughs> I believe he's fucking. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, okay. people's upper bodies. Yeah. Who, how am I? Who the fuck? He's deadlifting. He's deadlifting. That dude's deadlifting drumsticks right there. <laughs> that man is playing a guitar or a lap yeah, steel. No one's having sex with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's playing. Yeah. All right. That's a drummer. Yeah. That's a drummer, yeah. No, that's a that's a pooper. We haven't had a poop in a while. Mm. You know, don't always pick. I, you know, you, you can see some skin over here. So shirtless I mean, pooper. That's a most George popular. Costanza. Yeah. All right, he's a drummer. How the fuck did you know he's a drummer? I don't know. I just don't want to say anyone's pooping or effing. <laughs> I even censor myself for the fuck word. <laughs> You're effing. That's a singer of a Linkin Park cover band. 
doing the in the end part. Oh, that's a blooper. Poor guy. You might be screaming. Might be singing, yeah. You know, I got that bathroom. Uh, Can we sing? Reverb. How many of these do you have? <laughs> What's their score? What's their score? I, I actually don't, I don't remember. I'm going to have to compare the episodes. This, is, uh, dude, this is number that's nine. The that's the dude from Sublime doing the um, dope solo that he talks about. <laughs> he can the play the guitar riot. like a fucking riot. Yeah, that's the riot face. I'm pretty sure he's fucking. I don't believe you. <laughs> All right, last one. That's fucking Hetfield, no? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's not Hetfield. But he's playing guitar. Oh, that guy again? Or is that the same? <laughs> I think this is a different guy. guy. <laughs> I'm face blind. Yeah. Yeah, he's playing a guitar. All right. Hetfield, he's playing a Metallica song. Tell me he's not. That's Master <laughs> of Puppets. He's on the seventh fret. I thought he's playing like Margaritaville or something. I don't know. Hetfield. Not, not that intensely. Is that Jimmy Buffet? <laughs> it might be Buffet. 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 <laughs> All right. right that was shitting, shitting fucking or playing. I'm going to have to compare uh, compare scores, but. We trounced them. Hold on. Shout out to Earl of Hell. Uh, Shout out to Earl of Hell. Video, and I need to know what's going on. And I can't wait to see it. They're, yeah. Uh, you know, what's funny is that I, I saw the pictures of it and they're like at like a, like a square dance. And there's yeah. like this American flag in the background and they got boots and they got like big belt buckles. And to me, I, at first I was like, yeah, that seems like, okay, they're making a joke at like country music. But then I was like, you're not even in the U S right. <laughs> just, just Where cracking a joke at, you're cracking a joke at me. I think. Where are they from? Uh, uh, Scotland. Scotland. Yeah. Hmm. Well, so we'll see. We'll see what comes out of it. I guess. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. Yeah. Next time you talk to them, tell them to uh, send it to me when they're done. Yeah, it's for uh, it's "Hang 'Em High." I think is the is the single, and it's gonna be cool. It's 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 one of my my favorite songs on that EP coming out. So sweet, sweet. Cool. yeah. Pre orders up right now. If anyone wants to go grab some Earl of Hell, get it, <laughs> get it. Well, we appreciate this podcast. Yeah. We appreciate everyone's time. Everybody that's listening. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having us. Thank you for partnering with us on a record. I could not be more excited for this record to come out. And while you are the second band that I've announced, you are the, the first that we really started kind of working on. Earl just Earl just beat you to the, uh, the pre-sale, I think. Let's <laughs> so, go. You know. Let's go. Can't wait to get it. How many guys in Earl of Hell? Four. Oh, shit. Never mind. Yeah. If it said three, it would have been on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he just wants to play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got, got Dave Grohl. We got Earl Hell. You got to sell tickets. Got to sell tickets. We're going to play in a boxing ring. Triller, <laughs> what's up? Put us on the next Jake Paul card. Yeah. See, that's the next venture for Slightly Fuzzed. I can I can pit all these bands that come on here against each other. Make, real, make some real brackets. We'll run yeah. through them. Slightly fuzz boxing. It has to be boxing though. Shit. Yeah, I don't know. We'll get them. What? What? What are them? Giant Slightly fuzz bare knuckle gloves. We'll get giant kids bop gloves. Ooh, we'll get we'll get the red ones. Other guys will get the blue ones. Ooh, baby, sock and boppers. Sock and boppers. Not a sponsor, but you could be. But you could be. But you could be. Yeah, you will be after we fucking take out this whole bracket. Yeah, make it a goddamn thirty-two. I'm gonna run through everybody. Take the fuzz cup. Fuzz cup, baby. Back to Florida where it belongs. Keep it there. <laughs> 10,000 years. <laughs> All right. We're hanging up like, like, like we're, we're, we're in charge of your podcast. No, we're not. <laughs> yeah. Well, I uh, appreciate you coming on and I'm looking forward to what, you know, what's coming out here next and we won't say too much, but dedicated to dead people coming soon. Can we say a date or can we announce that in a week or two? I don't know. You want to say Yo, if, you, if you made it through to the end, you deserve a little treat. Ooh, like it. Go ahead. Yo, 513. Yeah. May 13th for you Europeans. Yeah, Friday the 13th. I, it's Friday, I right? God, I hope it's Friday. Someone look yes. that up. The 12th, is, the 12th is a Thursday, for sure. Friday the 13th.
Yeah, Friday the 13th. Mark your calendars. Mark your calendars. <laughs> All right, guys. Toronto looks dope. Let's go. Oh, and there's a bonus on the side B, but you'll see that when you get it. Right on. Later. All right. See you later. See ya.